The Gucci Girl, Prada Professional, Coach Queen, or Target Trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, principal at Top Sale Strategies, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Ritan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, an article from Tom Forbes with Marketing Daily about Ford. They say they're going to be rolling out self-driving cars in a new facility in about two years. It'll be coming out of a 50 million plant in Southeast Michigan. So, so nice to see that it's, it's right here in the U.S. of A. Um, and they'll be installing self-driving technology into vehicle vehicles manufactured um, in other plants as well. So they really see this as uh, the, the key to the future. Um, originally, they were planning to build a Mustang-inspired electric SUV um, and self-driving cars at a Flat Rock plant, but then uh, they decided to kind of change that up a little bit. They're seeing traditional sedan sales have, have dwindled, and so they're really now focused more on um, the future of electronic vehicles and self-driving cars. So anyway, look for Ford to be coming out with that in the next couple of years. Our purse profile today is the product professional, a woman committed to her career but trying to achieve some balance in her life. She's 36 years old, um, married, 74% of them are married, 75% of them are college grads, and uh, the majority of them are parents. Their median individual income is $75,000. They like to keep up with the latest fashions, um, believe strongly that um, it's important to invest time and money into their looks and their, their toiletries and cosmetics. They value their relationships. Um, and they enjoy owning quality things. In fact, uh, when they're not working, they are willing to go shopping at different stores for, for the best prices, um, but also want to spend time with family and pursuing hobbies like travel and arts. So where can you intersect with this woman? Well, you can find her um, reading magazines like Real Simple and Style, Shape, um, and Vanity Fair, and she's online watching E! Food Network, uh, TLC, and TBS. My guest today is a young woman who's done a lot in her short amount of years on this planet. Sophia Sunwoo is the founder of Ascent Strategy. She currently helps entrepreneurs move beyond the DIY startup building and create a more grown-up, polished version of their business that's poised for success. She's really trying to get those entrepreneurs to see a six-figure launch and 50% growth in sales within three months. She's been honored by Forbes as a Forbes 30 under 30 uh, for her entrepreneurial endeavors. And uh, Elle Magazine has also um, anointed her, and she's also taken to the TEDx stage. This is a woman who co-founded and built her first company at age 19. So She's been around the block, if you will, and in 2011, she co-founded her own nonprofit called Water Collective 
that helped over 80,000 people in Cameroon and India fix and prevent broken water projects in their communities. So this is a young woman who's got a lot going on, and I'm thrilled to have her on Purse Strings. You're not going to want to miss her when Purse Strings returns after the break. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. What if you had access to analytics from the most visited sites on the web? Think about real-time sales and signups from Amazon and Netflix, stats and engagement from Slack and HubSpot, all on one patented platform. That's Nacho Analytics. Nacho is perfect for details on your product design and development, instant for influencer info, and fantastic for real-time financial figures. Level the playing field today for your business with Nacho. What are you doing? All this nacho talk got me hungry. Level the playing field today for your business with nachoanalytics.com. Seriously? There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2019. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Ritan. Welcome back to Purse Strings. My guest today is Sophia Sunwoo, founder of Ascent Strategies. Sophia helps entrepreneurs move beyond DIY startup building and create a more grown-up, polished version of their business that's poised for success. In fact, Ascent has helped entrepreneurs build startups that see six-figure launch years, a 50% growth in sales within three months, and a business that feels easy and simple to build. Sophia is a Forbes 30 under 30 honoree and has been recognized for her entrepreneurial endeavors in Forbes, and I'm thrilled to have her on the show today. Sophia, welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Well, I am really happy to have you here as well. My gosh, I was reading about you, and I know you founded your first company at 19. You turn around and sold that company before your 23rd birthday. Uh, have you all, it sounds like you've always been very entrepreneurial focused. So I think my parents had a lot to do with that. Uh, they were entrepreneurs as well. And, you know, growing up, watching them build their business, uh, really inspired me and kind of 
gave me the gumption to even do it. Uh, and it's pretty funny because they actually never wanted me to go into entrepreneurship to their dismay. I went into it at an early age. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think the inspiration came mostly from my parents. Well, good job, parents. We all want that. <laughs> we see our children wildly successful. And it looks like that with Ascent Strategy, your latest endeavor, you're doing quite well. What, what led you to develop Ascent? Yeah, so uh, it's my third business, Ascent Strategy, and I got to the place where, you know, I had built my first few startups and I was realizing that even though I really loved the ventures I had helped create, uh, I really was excited by the beginning stages of building a business and I wanted to create a business where I could live in that space and, you know, take the past experiences I've gathered and my skills and help other entrepreneurs build their business as well. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of how I arrived at Ascent and why I started um, building it. Well, and I would imagine building your own business at 19 and then selling it five years later, you learned a lot. Even though you had entrepreneurial parents, there's something to be said for learning through your own mistakes. Do you feel like you learned a lot through those first two businesses? Oh, my goodness. Yes, I learned so much, not only about business, but so much about myself. I think that... Uh, the added value of not only, you know, getting an MBA in business through those experiences, I just developed so much as a person and, you know, co-founder relationships, a lot of people say it's kind of like a marriage and I totally, I've never, I'm not married yet, but I can totally see why because it was definitely mentally, emotionally um, reflective for me. So yeah, learned a ton in so many different ways. Well, in, in helping entrepreneurs avoid some of those biggest mistakes is part of what you do today. What are some of those mistakes that you see entrepreneurs make when they're first launching their business? Yeah, so I think the biggest mistake that I see is, uh, you know, bef most of the time before someone goes into entrepreneurship, they usually had an existing career in uh, whether they were less a social media manager, a project director, they always come from some kind of previous job. And I find that a lot of entrepreneurs will actually take a lot of um, those experiences and kind of fall into the habit of, okay, you know, my past job was a social media manager. Even though I'm building a startup, I'm going to spend about 80% of my time on social media marketing because that's what I know and that's what I'm good at. Um, when in actuality, you kind of have to turn that on its head and really do a lot of things that have nothing to do with your past work experience sometimes. So for example, you know, rather than spending 80% of your time on what you do know, which is social media, you know, marketing, for example, you should actually be spending 80% of your time selling and helping your business grow. So that's usually the biggest mistake I see is entrepreneurs kind of falling into that um, workflow that they already know and that they already understand when in actuality, it really doesn't benefit their business, especially for a startup that's trying to get to market and um, build revenue and new customers. And, you know, I think when you're launching your own business, you want things to really take hold fast, right? Because oftentimes mm -hmm. you left another job to start this, 
Do you feel like building something slow and steady is really the way that you should build your business? Or do you feel like there's an opportunity to jumpstart things? And if so, how would you recommend that? So I think, I think for me, what I've seen work the best for a business that is still around 10 years from now is when the business is, has kind of a formula set in place where they're consistently working on building their customer base or like consistently building their revenue. Um, So for me, that kind of consistency is actually the building blocks of a business that lasts. Um, When it comes to jumpstarting and kind of getting, building a business really quickly, I think those are very, very special circumstances. Um, The two circumstances I would say where that could possibly happen is, you know, maybe you go viral and you get a ton of press coverage. And then the second thing is if you happen to have a huge cash injection, if you have a lot of uh, investment capital, like like to put in the business and jumpstart it and, you know, put all the marketing budget it needs to expose the brand to as many people as possible. Like those are the two situations in my experience where you can jumpstart something, but um, you know, obviously for the majority of people, those two resources aren't really accessible. Um, so yeah, I'm per- I'm personally of the camp that slow and steady and consist- consistency are kind of the uh, major components you need to build a business that uh, lasts. You talk a lot about DIY startup building. What is that? And is that a good thing or a bad thing for most people? Yeah, so... Uh, DIY startup building, do-it-yourself startup building. So that to me is a behavior I've seen in a lot of entrepreneurs throughout my career. And um, DIY startup building to me is someone who basically, you know, has an idea roadmap of this is what I need to do for my business in order to get from nothing to super successful. And in order to do that, I'm going to do everything myself. So, uh, I think that there's a lot of things in startup culture that contribute to that bad behavior. So for example, I think that there's a lot of resources out there that help entrepreneurs, you know, start a business. Like here's how you can go to entrepreneurship. Here's how you can um, make 10K tomorrow on your new business, even though you have no, uh, no product. Like there's a lot of free content and help out there. um, And a lot of, Spotting entrepreneurs mistaken uh, the incredible amount of resources and instead of saying like oh there's a lot of resources out there because there's a lot of a lot of interest um, they're not realizing that there's a lot of interest versus um, it being easy so uh, I think that a lot of entrepreneurs you know start entrepreneurs that are starting out, they think that because there's so many resources to help you get started, it means that it's easy to do, but in actuality, like that's not true. Um, So yeah, and I think that like other components of DIY startup building is um, a lot of entrepreneurs will kind of do what I said previously, like they'll kind of rely on their existing skill sets and fill up their day um, doing doing those tasks when in actuality, you know, social media, 
creating content, writing emails, all of like these administrative tasks, they actually compound to absolutely nothing by the end of the year. Um, so if you flip that and you spend 80% of your time on sales and like growing your business and meeting with as many people as possible, that compounds to something pretty tangible when you do it for a full year straight. And um, for me, DIY startup building is just a reassessment of how are you spending your day on an hour to hour basis and how do we dissect that to make sure that it's actually adding up and at the other side of that equation, it results with big growth sales for your business rather than just, I spent a whole year doing admin stuff, answering emails, meeting people, but it collectively wasn't going in a direction that I was striving towards. Do you, do you happen to see more women making certain mistakes, say, than men? Like, for example, with the DIY startup building, uh, are you seeing more women falling into that trap? Are, are, are women just making different mistakes than men? Um, or do you see perhaps that women have an advantage over men in establishing their businesses? Or maybe you don't see a difference at all. I actually think that women, a lot of women in my experience that I've worked at uh, have an advantage just because they're a bit more willing to confront if something emotionally or mentally doesn't feel right. Like, for example, if you're feeling super tired and burnt out by your business, I do find that in my experience, a lot of the women have been more upfront of acknowledging that and seeking help. Uh, so for me, I think that obviously this is a very sweeping generalization, but for me, I think that because a lot of the women I've worked with have been so emotionally aware of how they're feeling about something and being forward with themselves about providing a solution for that, they're more likely to seek help and to get the support that they need to actually offload these tasks that um, they shouldn't be doing so that they can truly focus on uh, the growth side of the business. Yeah. Yeah, well, and you know, more and more women are, are establishing their own businesses at a higher rate than even men. So, mm -hmm. uh, and, and we're kind of in this entrepreneurial season, I feel, where more and more people are wanting to start their own businesses. And heck, we're treat, you know, we're teaching it in college today, right? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, there's more and more of us out there for sure. Um, we're going to take a quick ba uh, break, Sophia, but when I, uh, we come back, I do want to talk to you about the different types of businesses and if there are any key differences between them. So everyone stick around. Sophia Sunwoo will return when Purse Strings returns in just a moment. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. All right, guys, I want you to come up with an ad for a patented platform that lets you see any company's analytics accounts. I'm talking Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, etc. You know, see their sales and stats in real time. It's called Nacho Analytics. Tim? Nacho, regular analytics company. Charlotte? You can tap into analytics of major companies that don't want you to know how they're performing. Right. And you can also check the traffic and engagement for any influencer on any platform across all platforms. Tim? Okay, let us help you grow your business. Bailey? So it helps you jump ahead in the concept and development stages so you can build your product better and ahead of schedule. Absolutely. Nacho Analytics lets you see anyone's analytics in real time. Tim? You'll be wondering, where has this company been my whole life? Tim! Tim. Sorry. Sales, subscribers, and stats 
all in one place, and the data is totally anonymous. Holy guacamole, that's good stuff. Ah, now you have me making puns. Let Nacho Analytics level the playing field. What will you do when you can lift the curtain on the internet? NachoAnalytics.com Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Purse Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Rutan. Welcome back. I've been chatting today with Sophia Sunwoo. She's the founder of Ascent Strategy. Sophia's business is all about helping entrepreneurs build and create a grown-up, polished version of their business that's poised for success. And we've been talking about DIY startup building, some of the major mistakes that entrepreneurs can make when they first launch their business. Uh, but I'm just curious, Sophia, if there's a difference in how you build a startup based on whether you're a service-based business or a product-based business, or doesn't it matter? That's a great question. So I think that uh, in the way beginning phase of building something, it actually doesn't matter. And the reason why is because when you're first starting to build something, what you're trying to figure out is what is a pain point that my product or service is addressing and um, how do I address that? And how do I make my messaging very clear, enticing to that target customer I'm looking at? And uh, for me, at least in my experience, uh, that is always the same across the board and that challenge alone is something that someone can be stuck on for several months because um, it's such a difficult question sometimes. So uh, yeah, I think for me, like in the beginning stages, everyone is kind of in the same pool and the moment that they start diverging is when we get into the nitty gritty uh, product, uh, product side of the business and just analyzing those components and how to break that apart as far as like the features according to your customers and then with services that is that exercise is you know obviously a bit different so um i think that in the beginning it's actually very very similar regardless of whether your product or service business um you know you you've worked with a lot of clients and had a lot of success i'm curious if you could share a client story that you feel emulates kind of your process and and the kind of outcomes that people can expect when they uh, work with you? Yeah, so uh, I worked with a client a couple months back who uh, has a very successful brand um, that is, you know, Instagram famous, like has a big following and things like that, but she was kind of struggling with 
how do I retain the customers that I'm able to aggregate so well on, you know, this social platform? How do I get them so that they actually convert into paying customers and how do I retain them once they're onboarded? So we underwent this exercise of just doing a super deep dive into her customers. Like I wanted to know everything from, you know, what does this what does this person do on their daily day? What kind of brands do they buy from? If they were to create an Instagram profile, I want to know how they would describe themselves versus how do they internally feel about themselves um, and understanding that difference between like a personal a customer's internal perception versus their external perception. So we did a complete deep dive and from that we were able to create all these different uh, arms of okay, we have an understanding of this customer. Now we're able to create this email marketing strategy so that anyone who's, you know, sees you on Instagram will be taken through this like beautiful email drip that talks about the product in a very enticing, educational, and um, also kind of like funny way, because I think like the brand at the end of the day wanted to be light as well. And I do think that's important for, you know, when you have a product that is so connected to the customer, you want to make sure it has a personality. Um, so integrating those aspects as well. And, you know, the person, the entrepreneur I was working with, she was just incredibly capable and all she really needed was kind of a second hand to amplify and bounce ideas off of. And I, that's kind of how I see myself with a lot of my clients that I work with, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I like working with people who are pretty much almost there when it comes to figuring out like what is the next step I need to do to break that camel's back so that the floodgates open and like I just have a ton of business come through my door. So I really like being in that space where I'm able to provide that support and and just give that person that last key that they need to turn the door open and um, really have their business reflect kind of the um, value and size that they want to achieve. So uh, yeah, I mean, with this entrepreneur, we were able to kind of fix like the number side, the revenue side of the business so that she, you know, saw a 50% increase within only a few months. And um, she also just was mentally in a better place after our work together where, you know, I do think that a part of the entrepreneurial journey is not only the logistical side of it, but also the emotional and mental side of it. You know, how, what kind of tools can, do I need to learn as an entrepreneur in order to kind of troubleshoot, move forward from hard situations, stay vigilant, continue to have my grit and providing being in a space where I can provide that toolkit for entrepreneurs has been very, very fulfilling for me and something that um, I try to hammer in every time I work with a client. So last question, because we're just about out of time, but um, are there some industries that are hotter maybe than others for entrepreneurial startups that you've seen? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think uh, one big industry is the pet industry. So that industry is recession proof and the reason for that is because a lot of millennials are delaying marriage and not having kids um and you know there's obviously like a couple of other tons of reasons for that but i won't get into it but uh a lot of millennials are delaying uh having children and in replacement of that they're actually having you know taking on pets i think there's a crazy statistic like uh 
people in their 30s, 75% of them have dogs, which is an insanely high number. Um, but you can see how if, you know, these consumers are treating their pets like children that come hell or high water, they will always buy them the food that they need, the supplies that they need, um, which is why it's recession proof. So that's a really hot industry. Uh, another one is uh, targeting women over 50. So they're actually very, very underserved when it comes to adver advertising to that age group and things like that by big brands. Um, and they actually have like a net worth of 19 trillion. They spend 250% above what the general population does. This is an incredibly wealthy and wealthy consumer who's ready to purchase. And there's just not that many brands out there that are speaking specifically and directly to them. So uh, yeah, that's a very hot market right now as well. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I talk about it all the time on purse strings. Uh, mm -hmm. The 50 plus is just uh, right, right for, um, you know, someone to come in and really capture her wants and needs. So couldn't agree more. Well, I want to encourage everyone to learn more about you and also uh, be able to contact you if they're interested. And the way to uh, get to Sophia is through her website. It's ascent-strategy.com, ascent-strategy.com. Um, and Sophia, thanks so much for being on the show today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. And thanks to my producer, George, and join me right here next week for another edition of Purse Strings, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.